And really, that's like cover for like you're a bitter ass. Oh, mm-hmm. I swore. <laughs> what a shock. We don't fucking cuss on this show. No. God. Especially her. He's got a very clean um, vocabulary. <laughs> Say what? <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I uh, we do need to stop doing that though. Um, like I'm the one who co- probably curses the most, but we probably should curse less. Really? Why? Yeah. Well, I mean, a for like explicit stuff for the podcast, but then if we do actually send it out to radio shows, it'll oh. save me a lot of hassle mm-hmm. of bleeping everyone. Although I do love a good bleep, and that's why I think starting on season two, which is now, this is the first episode of season two. I'm going to start bleeping us. Uh, it's completely unnecessary, but there's just, it reminds it me kind of, of like Maury or Jerry Springer mm-hmm. with all the bleeping in the background. Do you know on Maury, uh, if you ever actually watch them when they're doing like the interviews in the back and they're like yelling at the camera and stuff like that, they will bleep them just randomly to make it look like they're cussing. Like if you watch oh, what they're really? saying, yeah, you they're can, not even sick. yeah, you can sit oh, there and wow. be like, there's, I don't know what cur- curse word could bleep into that. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. This is a church service. What's right. going on? <laughs> well, I've been watching Narcos and learned a bunch of Spanish cursing, so I can okay. assist oh. with that while okay. Adro's out. Okay, that'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> It'd be Adro's cursing back up. <laughs> he's, he's on vacation or something, right? I don't know. He was supposed to go to Disneyland Disney, yeah. with his Disney, daughters, yeah. but I don't know. Yeah. I felt like that might have gotten canceled. I'm not sure oh, um, due to all the, yeah. the stuff going on. Anyway, hey, everybody. Welcome to VM Live. I'm Jack Rollins, your host, and with me, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jeffrey Hoffman. What's going on, brother? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Okay. And uh, we also have uh, Admin Bob here. What's going on, man? Uh, Same. Not much. Just a new year trying to get a fresh start. All right. All right. And we have Tim. Uh, Where in the hell have you been? (laughs) Uh, I got stuck in Iowa. Okay. The the internet got disconnected. Yeah. For six months. (laughs) Yep. A windstorm knocked over the one pole that connects the internet to Iowa. (laughs) Well, a windstorm did it. The cow did it. Oh, the cow. cow That makes sense. That makes sense. (laughs) So they did the Chicago fire. Now, Iowa internet problems. Iowa internet problem. That seems like it's something that could conceivably happen. I don't hear about (laughs) Iowa at all. Like, they could just implode. And I don't think I'd know Iowa and Wyoming you don't hear anything about except for oh. elections. Frankly, Other Ohio that, too, kind of. Uh, I'm from Ohio. Ohio has enough people that are like dispersed and like because anywhere I've yeah. I've traveled the world and I've found people from Ohio, like in okay. Europe. You know what I mean? Like there's something about Ohio where I think I said that before. I mean, if you look at you know, the guys who invented Superman were from Ohio. You know, the Wright mm-hmm. brothers are from Wright Ohio. Brothers, yeah. A ton of astronauts are from Ohio. Like, if yeah, you're born in Ohio, you literally come away. up with ways to fly out of here as quickly as possible. So It's like the Kevin Bacon of states. Yes. And yeah, I think it is, actually. That makes sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, rivers catch on fire. Right? Well, and uh, was right. it uh, most of the franchise uh, restaurants? Oh, yeah. Columbus. They yeah, they're all in. Yeah. Columbus. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that it's like a test market for all sorts of yeah stupid stuff. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that be that should be our new state tagline. Just the test, <laughs> test market, market for stupid, stupid stuff. stuff. <laughs> that makes test sense. market for stupid stuff. Uh, okay, well, I'm glad you're back, Tim. Uh, you were missed. I, I'm. I got to try to remember it. I think I wrote it down because uh, we were coming up with nicknames for everyone except for Adro. Uh, and I did come up with a nickname for you and I was super excited. And then you disappeared for six months and I completely forgot it. Was uh, it Ghost? So, no. <laughs> oh, that'd be a pretty good one. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. Um, that's kinda, that's I, think it, I think it was like, because I remember a conversation where we were talking about nicknames or something just on the server and you uh there was a question about why it's you know tim and i think jeff you made some kind of jokey comment about how it should be authy or something like that oh yeah and okay. i, mm. I yeah O-thy. and i think i was because that's hard to get out uh i was think i was yeah. i turned that into like a moth or something like oh, that yes, and moth. i was like Mothman or something like that was yep, gonna be yours because that sounds okay. So Mothman, that sounds like a like a radio <laughs> you know, early morning drive. Not- hey, we're here with Mothman, <laughs> Mothman and the and the brain. <laughs> I don't know. No, what is it from? Do any of you guys? What, what is that? Uh, Parks and Rec. Did you any of you guys watch Parks Parks and Rec? You know, I not regularly. I've, what okay. I've seen of Parks and Rec is usually clips on YouTube or whatever. Okay, because yeah, okay. one of the yeah. radio show with somebody in the douche is what they would call <laughs> it. The douche. Um, Honestly, when the when the video first came on, I didn't even recognize Tim because he wasn't sideways. No, he's <laughs> Hey, I, I uh, changed my photo. I am right side up. I yeah. noticed. And he's also lost weight. Yeah. yeah. I, That's they, why I didn't recognize you there at first either. Like, I'd seriously yeah. considered, like, I'm still up in the air on whether or not I should put him in sideways <laughs> when I post it to YouTube <laughs> and Facebook. I remember we did a couple of ads uh, for, I think, mm-hmm. this and some other stuff that Tim yep. was involved in, and we never explained it. So, <laughs> and I'm looking back, like, as as an ad guy, it's like, that was probably kind of silly because nobody knew why. You know, because it looked like somebody just screwed up every single time with Tim and and knocked him sideways. Um, but I I got a laugh out of it. I got uh, a laugh out of it. It was an it was a nice inside joke. Right. So season two, uh, we officially ended season one of the full podcast uh, last year uh, in December, and we are coming on to season two now. Uh, this year, one of our, our major goals is to eventually get to video live streaming. Uh, we're looking into ways to do that that doesn't just burn out everybody's computer or look like trash. Jeff and I actually live streamed a couple episodes on Twitch, uh, and we were the only ones on video. I don't think we could see each other. Um, and There was something funky about it. Yeah, and I had to just like slap a background up or and and of course it didn't do very well but i just wanted to see if it would work uh so that's kind of our our goal for this year and as always the kind of overall all goal is to kind of display what it means to be a visible man uh, to open up when needed you know um and to be fearless in that ability to do so uh jeff early on when we were telling people about this show I remember somebody had compared it to like a like a fly on the wall mm, uh, yeah. situation of of hearing how men speak to one another, and I'd like it to be that way. But what we've noticed, and what we know, just being men, is that men don't talk to one another about this mm. stuff. 
as much as they should. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we're here. We want to not just be a fly on the wall for you know female listeners to say, okay, this is kind of what men talk about. But we also kind of want to be a fly on the wall for the male listeners to sit there and say, you can have these kinds of conversations with the right people in the right mm-hmm. setting. Uh, and we joke around. We have a lot of fun. We make fun of each other, that kind of stuff. So we, we still have that kind of banter, you know, but we yeah. can still be open and honest when ready so yeah uh everybody had a hopefully pretty good holiday season uh mine mine was not fantastic i mean it wasn't terrible terrible but uh for those of you who may be just listening for the first time or tim uh i was supposed to uh go to australia over the holidays to see my partner after like two years because of this covid stuff uh and they were looking like they were going to open up the borders for everyone, uh, but they didn't. And so, like a week before Christmas, I had to cancel my uh, tickets. Um, and uh, I probably wouldn't have been there actually on, like, I w- the idea was, or the tickets were, I, w- I would have actually left Christmas Eve. And I would have ended up there on Boxing Day. Um, and depending on what version of quarantine they felt like doing, I would either be stuck in a hotel for two weeks or I would be, uh, if it was just a week, I was just, I was going to stay with her. Yeah. Um, cause nobody was going anywhere. So, uh, getting that kind of news and then, you know, I was, I told her family and having to tell her kids cause I don't want her to have to always be the person giving yeah. bad news, you know? Uh, yeah. And I've, you know, I've shared bad news with adults, but I've, I've never had to like what I felt like, even though it wasn't obviously not my fault, I felt like I let these kids down. And that was something that I was not emotionally prepared for. Uh. And it kind of opened me up to what parents, you know, have to do all the time. Uh, And it kind of made me feel more sympathetic and then empathetic um with her with some of the stuff that's been going on or had gone on you know with her ex and having to like tell her kids all this stuff so while nothing like like terrible happened here uh i i felt like i wasn't where i was supposed to be and i feel bad for the people that were here you know because i was just in the dumps and they're trying to have like a good christmas and i'm sitting there like because it's probably insulting to sit there and 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 know that i don't want to be there um but i think they you know i kind of explained it and i think they understood but so it sucked (laughs) that that does suck man i mean you're getting so psyched up for this and finally gonna get out there to australia you've been talking about it for a while and then oh my god i'm I'm sorry, man. That sucks. I that's I don't know what else to say other than mm-hmm. that's that's a big one. Yeah, that would be very. I, I could tell that was a big shift. It was a big. That was a big disappointment. There was a lot of frustration. Yeah. Um, I. Uh, it was frustrating, and then you know, talking to you know, talking with her about it and being, you know, we both kind of kind of walled ourselves up a little bit. And, uh, I, I feel like that was a, I don't want to say a blown opportunity, but I feel like that was an opportunity for us to kind of mourn this together. But, you know, she had to still provide 
Christmas, you know, um, and so she kind of had to compartmentalize it and, you know, I don't have to, like, I was, I was lucky enough or, I don't know, smart enough or whatever. Like I sent my gifts for her that ahead was of time. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, and That's it's awesome. not, it's that not that I'm a genius. I just didn't want to carry all that crap. Um, <laughs> you know, like I wanted room for, for clothes and stuff. Um, but so she still had to like provide Christmas for the family and for kids and that kind of stuff. And I, uh, I didn't. So, you know, it was, she, she kind of had, like I said, we had, we kind of walled ourselves up a little bit to try to get through it, but you know, it just, it just stunk. I mean, when you're looking through a screen to see each other and celebrate that when I should have been there or more likely actually in the air. Um, but even then it's a lot different knowing that you're heading there. So anyway, so, that's how, uh, so, Hey, I, I don't want to dwell on it too, too much or get you down, but, um, I guess another way to look at it might be, uh, you know, we're, we're at least living in a time that we, that this is even possible. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. it still sucks. Mm-hmm. That doesn't change anything, but I think, what's kind of neat is at least it's somewhat possible to mm-hmm. at least see each other with better than a phone call from the nineties or a letter yeah. from the seventies <laughs> or yeah, stuff like that. So it's true. Yeah. yeah. Not to interrupt, but I'm getting messages from everybody that were echoing really bad and they can't hear us very well. Yeah, I know I'm working on it. Okay. So tell me about your guys' uh, holidays. Mine what, was what didn't happen. <laughs> Go ahead, Joe. <laughs> well, no, it sounds like you've got more uh, more to share. Go ahead. Let's see. Where should I start? Uh, so, obviously, my family's fractured with mom having passed away. You know, right before COVID started, mm-hmm. it was not the first Christmas without the parents. It's technically like the second one without the parents, but it's the first Christmas where like my one sister isn't talking to me, isn't talking to one of my nieces, which is her, you know, one of her daughters. So I was kind of like talking to my two nieces, like, well, what's going on for Christmas? You know, what are, what are we doing? Um, of course, my one niece has her own business. She uh, watches everybody's dogs. So people go away for the holidays. She's generally working. Um, even on Christmas Day, New Year's Day, she's generally working. So it's always been difficult to figure things out. Mm-hmm. So anyway, my one niece decided, she was like, hey, the not one is, uh, I love her to death, but she's living off the system. She's got four kids and living off, you know, the system. Mm-hmm. Anyway, she was the one that decided to say, she said, hey, everybody can come over to my place um, Christmas Eve. You know, we can cook, we can just do cookies, whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, sounds great. Um, and I said, you know, my daughter has to go to her mom's later in the day. So we, we can come over between like 12 and two. And then I, I texted her outside of this group text. And I said, FYI, I said, I don't really want to be there when your mom is there, but you know, if she happens to show up, I'll be on my best behavior. Um, her mom texted and said she was working, which then later found out that was a lie. Her mom just was waiting for me to respond and wasn't going to be there because I was there. Uh, anyway, that then Christmas Eve morning, I get a call from my other niece, the one that owns the dog business. And she's like, change of plans. 
like, can we like come over to your place and we'll bring, I have two sisters. Like we'll bring your other sister over to your place and me and my husband will come over. I don't know if your other niece is going to come over because what happened, and this is kind of partly what we're all about, even though it's way younger, one of her kids, seven-year-old boy, the Christmas Eve was Friday. So Thursday, he got a mental health arrest, seven mm. years old, um, was taken to one of the local hospitals. Apparently a local hospital he was taken to did not have a pediatric psych ward. So he spent the night in the lobby of the regular psych ward. Um, her quick backstory, this niece with the kids is divorced. Her ex uh, abused her. And apparently whenever the kid, when the kids have been going over to his house, he's been doing, you know, terrible, not terrible. I mean, it depends how he's been doing bad things with the kids. Um, border ice, borderline physical abuse, borderline sexual abuse, you know, he's been watching porn on his computer and the kids are running around there while he's doing it. Um, so they think this is where some of this is coming from with her, this one, with my one grandnephew. Um, so, so that changed all the plans for Christmas Eve um, because obviously she, she was distraught. She didn't know what to do. Didn't have anything ready for Christmas Eve. Um then Christmas day, I stopped over there really briefly to drop gifts off, saw them, spent a few minutes with them, uh, talked with her a little bit about it. Because um, we haven't been like the closest. We've been working on getting closer. Part of that is, you know, due to her mom and things that happened in the past with her mom. Um, so I'm trying to be there for her and help her. She knows that I'm a part of this. Um, she thinks I'm a good role model for him versus his father who, you know, kind of abuses the kids. Um, and for this particular part of the story, then again, this past week, I heard that it happened again. There was a mental health arrest. And this time it took four men to hold him down on a gurney. Mm -hmm. uh, and he, like when he has these outbursts, he beat, he'll, he attacks his mom you know, punches or wow. stuff like that. And he's, you know, seven years old, but still you're the parent. You don't want to fight back against your own kid necessarily. Um, but apparently one of the neighbors, of course, recorded this on their phone oh. and sent it to her ex. So then her ex called child protective services and they went over. So now there's this whole big thing and she's got to go to court and, yeah, it's just a, a mess because her ex is an asshole. Sorry. Oh, no swearing. Sorry. Oh, well. hmm. um, and he's trying to make it out like he's the a great guy to Child Protective Services. And I know even though my sister and I don't talk much, when I did see her the other day, which is a different part of the story, um, she told me that this past week when she was there, she took a day off and she was there one day in child protective services and the cops came over and said, Oh, we were told by their dad that they were either home alone or her boyfriend was here with them. Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, as you can clearly see, 
I am here. And so they were kind of surprised and caught off guard by that. Although I guess, you know, they were happy to see that there was somebody there that was mm-hmm. not what they were told. Okay. All right. Well, so we're going been- to, uh, we're going to continue uh, what happened here after the break. Tim, is, is there a deer's head somewhere around you on the wall? Um, it's entrance from the... From the it park. looks like there should be. Yeah, this little dude. Okay, <laughs> okay, 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 counts. I, I, okay. Didn't, uh, I didn't go hunting this year, actually. I was busy with uh, learning. Yeah, yeah. No, it just looks like a place where there would be one, is all. Oh, uh, no, my hunting stuff is in the other corner. Actually, you know what? Just a second. You gotta see this. Now we're getting. What is that? A boat? Ladder? There you a go. Pipe? Oh, Target. there's my decoy. Uh, okay. Oh yeah. Like, my kayak. Deep. You caught that thing? <laughs> oh, that's your kayak. Yeah. Hey, you were talking about that the other day about going kayaking. Oh my god. I. You know, I think kayaking is. It's perfect for kayaking. my mental health. It is. It's so awesome. I love it. And it became it became something that my wife and I do to bond with mm-hmm. each other. Um, I, I've since found out it's called a divorce boat um, oh. <laughs> because you, you have to be pretty in tune. Otherwise, you fight a lot. Um, um, didn't the guy from, what was it, NCIS, didn't he build a boat every time he got divorced? <laughs> I think the, the main character in NCIS, yeah, he built a boat every time he got divorced oh. or something like that. So, hmm. anyways, we we kind of started on the divorce boat backwards. Obviously, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. started with the divorce and then got the boat. That's um, a good direction. But uh, it's it's something we both enjoy doing together. It's uh, a tandem, twelve uh, foot eight kayak. So That's cool. it's nice to just get out there and. Uh, Away from the kids as well, mm-hmm. just because yeah. just adult time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, we we had our kids young, so we never really got a whole lot of just us time. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so we're making do. We're learning. Good. Uh, so together. before the uh, before the break. Um, yeah, sorry about. Bob was telling us about some of the crazy stuff that happened and I cut you off like mid thought for the break. <laughs> uh, so um, with your permission, I'd like you to, uh, to continue. Yeah, no problem. I'll try to wrap it up as quick as I can. So there was that, there was this whole mental health issue, which obviously is still going on for my niece. And she has you know, reached out to me to try and help, which I'm willing to do in any way I can. Obviously, I don't have any experience in, in dealing with, you know, a young boy who's acting out. But mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy, you know, even if it's just to go over there and hang out for 20 minutes to a half hour, as like she said, as an example of a good guy role model. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, we'll see how that goes. We'll see what we can set up. So the other thing, talk about things going on for Christmas. So. Normally, my daughter spends Christmas Eve with her mom, stays overnight. They celebrate Christmas more because Christmas Eve, they're at her cousin's house. 
Christmas morning, her mom and her celebrate. And then she comes back to me. Mm-hmm. Obviously she's in college now, 18, didn't want to stay overnight at mom's fine. I kind of helped her weasel around that. But then her mom calls Christmas Eve, right when I had company come over and she's like, Hey, how about if I come over tomorrow and I bring her gifts over there to your place? Since I don't know, she said, I bought her big ticket items and I don't have a lot of stuff anyway for her to open. It's only going to take 15 minutes. I'm like, well, I have company. I'll call you back later. Mm-hmm. And I looked at my daughter after everybody left. I looked, told my daughter this and I looked at her and I said, no offense, but no, I'm not having your mom and her husband come over here on Christmas day. Not happening. I said, you might not like their house, but I'm not having, she's no, I don't blame you. I'll go over there. And so, yeah, so I told her, I'm like, no. That's that's not going to happen. <laughs> that's just hey, insane that she man. would ask that. <laughs> I know. Um, and then between Christmas and New Year's, it was just well. I you some of you have heard the other thing that happened. So then Christmas Day, everything goes pretty smooth. Christmas Day, mm-hmm. my daughter's texting with her friends, talking with her friends in the evening, walks by. It's like, I'm going over to so-and-so's house. I'm like, okay. And I, I know the parents and I'm friends with the parents. She's like, <laughs> she's talking out the door. She's like, oh, you can come. I'm like, okay. So we both go over there. We're hanging out. And all of a sudden we're in their living room. My daughter gets up, walks out, comes back, sits on my lap bawling mm-hmm. what's wrong she's like my boyfriend just broke up with me i'm like oh. you're kidding christmas day on christmas day and he broke up with you she's like, yeah oh. so then her and her best friend wandered off so i was like thank god we're here because i wouldn't have no- <laughs> i mean i i probably would have dealt with it at home but it was a lot easier to try and to start dealing with it with her being with her best friend where the two girls could go walk off and mm-hmm. talk but i was mm-hmm. like I know I reached out to a couple of you guys and I'm like, dude, does this guy not know the rules of dating? You don't break up on Christmas. You don't break up on Valentine's day or birthdays or like the first, or like an anniversary of when you guys started dating or something. You see, that's, that can be a trap though, because then if your birthdays line up just right, Mm -hmm. you you don't have any time. You're you're just stuck. Hmm. Yeah, there's never there's never a good time for it, but there are times that are that are better. Oh, oh. Yeah. Um, time, times that are less horrible. Yeah, like do it. Like I think, I mean, you get kind of screwed if you do it anytime. Like after Thanksgiving, sorry. Like, <laughs> no, at no, you're best, like a moratorium on breakups. Right. Yeah, you're Until in at like least the, the new year. Months, you know, out, out, although yeah. they say, I think statistically speaking, at least men when they leave their marriages tend to leave their marriages in like November, December, January really? is when they. Oh, that's, yeah. a, that's when hunting. Um, hunting yeah, season. yeah, hunting season. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, if it's after Thanksgiving, like. Cause you're still doing all the presents. You're still doing all, I'm like, you, that's just, <sighs> you're stuck until at least oh, mid January, yeah. possibly through February. <coughs> so she just, she just returned the last of his gifts that she bought him today. Oh, oh so she didn't have to like, she, she hadn't gone through the process of giving them yet. No, <clears throat> okay. well, no, cause they'd been good. trying to connect. And that was, 
bells started, warning bells were going off in the back of my head because from like Tuesday of that week, Tuesday or Wednesday of that week of Christmas, she's like, oh, I'm texting him and he's saying he's busy. We can't get together tonight. And then she's, oh, says him and his mom are watching a movie and she fell asleep. But I'm like, you know, as a guy in the back of your head, like, well, wait, if you really wanted to see her and exchange gifts, oh, uh, well, I'll wait and see what happens. This doesn't mm-hmm. sound good, though. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't a total shock on Christmas Day when it happened, but it was just a shock that it was Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, dude, really? <laughs> like, dude, that's uh, bad for him. Christmas Day. And I then, mean, that's uh, baby Jesus's birthday. That's yeah, ridiculous. Have some respect. <laughs> so I was dealing with that all week from Christmas to New Year's and still kind of dealing with it. But she's, you know, she's getting better. And then quick going back to what I was saying about my sister. So then the other thing, my one sister that has not been talking to me is the one that is handling my parents' estate, which the house hasn't been sold. Nothing's been going on. I don't know what's going on. I have to Mm -hmm. find everything out through my nieces if they know. Um, So anyway, she reached out to me and she was like, the estate sale is technically done. You guys can come and pick anything. Well, actually she didn't reach out. I got a letter in the mail. The letter in the mail said, you can come and pick out anything else that's left over that you want. Mm-hmm. It has to be done by December 31st and you have to sign this letter and return it. And so I texted her and I was like, oh, when is this convenient for you? Cause obviously it has to be convenient for her. She changed the locks on the house. I can't get in unless she's there. Um, so we set it up for last Saturday, mm-hmm. uh, New Year's day. And I went over there for a couple hours. The thing I was not prepared for was that because she changed the locks and because of everything that's gone on since my mom passed away, this was only the third time I'd been in the house. Mm. And I wasn't thinking or prepared for how emotional it would be Yeah, going in there and actually looking like I'm in the basement and there were still a lot of my dad's tools there. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I want to take this. I mean, who doesn't want to have their dad's hammer mm-hmm. and pound stuff with their dad's hammer? And I just left there mm-hmm. and I picked out what I wanted. I still, I got to go back tomorrow and finish grabbing it, but I just left there and I was like an emotional wreck. So New Year's weekend was kind of like very emotional yeah. um, for me. And uh, yeah. So anyway, those were my holidays. Okay. <laughs> we can just skip over Jeff because yeah, didn't do anything. No, just- you yeah, <laughs> slept, just slept from Christmas to New Year. It kind of feels that kind way. Did, a big actually. long nap. That's, 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 that's what be like. I didn't do anything yeah. today. He was um, clean shaven when he went to sleep. Right. He, uh, <laughs> you did your shopping on women's. I I started Christmas shopping at um, eleven a.m. on Christmas Eve. <laughs> so everybody Not, got yeah. a twenty-five dollar uh, yeah. Everybody, card to yeah. uh, Speedway. I, it it was it was that's the worst I've ever done in terms of Christmas shopping. Preparedness. I love it. Oh, I love it. The balls. Oh, the balls. Oh, <laughs> brazen idiocy is what it was. It turned out well, actually. Like I, I had the list, and you know, it, I was able to get things in stores. I did obviously no online shopping, but it was good. Yeah, so actually, well, I have a question. Did it uh-oh. end up as uh, Chris, uh, Christmas Eve morning um, because of procrastination, like just procrastination or anxiety or just, uh, you know what? 
this isn't that important to me. No, it well, it procrastination for sure. It's a good question. That was the main, um, that was the main <laughs> one. It's that procrastination. Yeah. Um, you know, admittedly, you know, money's an issue. Um, and so part of me is like avoidance. I'm like, oh God, I just have to, okay, uh, next Friday I'll start. I'm like, oh, nope, my groceries this week. Yeah. Real quick, and Jeff, then, why is, yeah. why is money an issue? Okay. <laughs> um, well, so I have two daughters and I pay child support and I have a mortgage and bills and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. So where do those two daughters mainly stay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of them lives full time with me, uh, and one of them. So you're paying yourself child support, right? No. Uh, he's that's renting not... a child. He's paying for the right to have a, his child stay with him. That's kind of how it works right now. Yeah. Yeah. He's just paying two mortgages <laughs> is what it is. Pretty I'll just much. call it what it is. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. And you yeah, were telling yeah. me the reason I bring it up besides the fact that like, I want to keep bringing it up until it gets into you. Like I should probably... You a couple weeks ago, you're like, I, I, I'm, I'm really getting ready. You know, you're really you getting ready to go to the court. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm pretty so sure the last episode months, Tim was on. You know. yeah, yeah, it was the same thing. I was editing. Uh, what'll what'll come out here in the next couple of weeks? Uh, an interview you did with uh, Jameson Green, uh, great oh, writer. Okay. Uh, that was like six months ago. And before we do the live talks, you and I BS for a little bit before mm-hmm. the person comes in like we're just you know sound checking but then it's I a chance for us this. to yeah to have some fun and uh you were talking about it then too and it's just it's like there's been well, this so like here, okay, slow here, here's <laughs> the, the procrastination like with the christmas shopping here's the thing i talked to so i i talked to uh, a lawyer mm-hmm. and i talked to uh the mediator who did my divorce and there's 100 percent agreement that mm-hmm. i don't have to be paying it um, from a legal perspective, mm-hmm. uh, there is, a, there is, a, when I talked to one of them, they said, you know, there's a, I said, I'm, I'm keeping the peace basically right now. And she, and she said, you know, that, that has its value. Um, and because if I were to break that, um, that will come at a price. So, you know, I'm the one, I'm the only person in the world that can make that decision. And by making that change, I impact many people's lives and futures Mm -hmm. and so it's really easy and it's 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 really easy to say well just go do it because fuck yeah why not Mm -hmm. you know um it it, there's a there's a huge emotional toll that's going to be taken if i do that so yeah uh, it's very easy to say go do it but it's very hard to do Mm -hmm. um so no, totally relatable. I totally that's, why that. that's why I've talked about it for a very long time, but I haven't done it. I think that was the first conversation you and I had three years Probably. ago. Probably. It yeah. It's like, how are you? And you're like, well, let me tell you the truth. Uh, <laughs> it, it wakes me up. It makes me angry. It, I've lost yeah. sleep. I've, I've tried to compartmentalize that anger from mm-hmm. the kids. Cause it wasn't, their, you know, um, it's not their, it's not their situation to have yeah. to deal, you know, it, um, mm-hmm. but, it, and I'm too nice you know, <laughs> but, but there's, um, it's hard. It's, it's a really hard dis- decision that I'm not ready to pull the plug on yet. Right. We're going to, we're going to go to break here in a sec, but I think one of the reasons, well, there are kind of two reasons that we bring this up all the time. One, it's funny. Uh, it's an, it just the way you kind of react to it and the absurdity of it from kind of an existential, you know, viewpoint is funny, but two, yeah. you know, we know, you know, that, that this is gonna, this is gonna take, take a toll that, that really can't be calculated yet. You know, you're mm-hmm. not going to know exactly what's going to happen until it happens. 
and it's mm-hmm. it's there's going to be some rough parts of that. However, you know, we're the ones having the conversations with you. It's not just about the money. It's about the fact that, you know, you send me a message and you say, you know, I, I didn't sleep real well or I'm really ticked off. I'm at the grocery store and I'm just thinking about that. <laughs> oh, like God. those things. I used to love we know shop. the pain <laughs> and yeah. the aggravation and all those things that it's causing you now. And so yeah. we feel like we're sitting here watching you yeah. just just get the crap kicked out of you, you know, mm-hmm. when there is a way out. You know, um, it, it takes a toll on my health. Yeah, my, it does. Obviously my mental health, but I mean, my heart races, I lose sleep. I have more mm-hmm. gray hairs in this beard because of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it takes a toll on me and it subtracts minutes from my life yeah. when I, when I don't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but either way, I'm going to stress over it. So mm-hmm. I don't know the right thing to do, honestly. It probably isn't the, uh, uh, an answer to that. All right, we're going to go to break and we'll be back in just a minute. I found hope in the midst of an overwhelming situation. I let go of trying to control things that I had no control over, and that helped me find peace of mind. Alcoholism is a disease that can affect any family. Everyone suffers, but there is help and hope at Al-Anon Family Groups. I was constantly stressed and worried. Now I approach each day with joy and gratitude. In Al-Anon, families and friends of alcoholics find new ways to heal from the effects of a loved one's drinking. Alanon gave me my life back. I'm a better father and husband. Are you in an overwhelming situation because of someone else's drinking? Alanon and Alateen can help. Local and virtual meetings are available. Maybe one could work for you. For information, call 1-866-200-0033 or visit alanon.org slash hope. I decided to move away from the hip hop music this week. Apparently, <laughs> hmm. hey, I like the lounge music. Yeah. <laughs> so we covered Jeff's immediate Christmas Eve, and that was it for celebrating the holidays. Uh, buying all the gifts, Christmas Day, good to go. Did anything happen at all on New Year's, or did you just go to bed at like nine thirty? Uh, no, there wasn't anything eventful. Yeah. That happened. I thought it was I mean, pretty. Yeah. I, honestly, like if, if I, I'm I grateful like that there wasn't good. much going. I mean, if I look at my couple years ago, when I think of some of the guys going through stuff right now, mm-hmm. like the fact that I can sit here and I didn't get wasted. I wasn't, didn't do any kind of major, you know, risky self harm. wasn't sobbing in the corner. Like it's pretty fucking awesome. It is. You know? Yeah. Yeah. pretty good i'm pretty grateful for that yeah. it is good and i think it would you that know we awesome. talked and it seemed like you were using that time uh to kind of recover and recoup and kind of build up some energy for yeah. coming into yeah. uh you know 2020 yeah, it was so. it, it was honestly a good week it was very balanced and chill i did a little bit of work work I did stuff around the house took mm-hmm. naps you know it was pretty chill it was pretty good yeah. i love the week between christmas and new year's because it's like this weird no mm-hmm. man's land I, where really like yeah. if, you know i still had to work you know it's like but there's a little bit of a lax kind yeah. of yeah we know oh yeah nobody this, cares. This, 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 if you don't return fine. emails just, nobody's getting on your back because like, if you return an email yeah. then you have to write back like let's just agree just not, to not yeah because yeah. i like while. one of my one of my my clients like a lot they were in um 
you know, they're in Europe, some of my clients, and they were all traveling. And so I send them the work and my inbox would be filled with auto responses. <laughs> you know, I'm in Spain or I'm in whatever, whatever, you know, and I'm like, OK. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that kind of nowhere, man, I just I love it because with the Christmas spirit when it's there, it's just kind of a like the toys are all out and you still have the tree up and it's still acceptable to to celebrate Christmas. Um, yeah, I always liked that time. And, and when I was in college, you were on break. And so it was just, mm. you know, party city at that point. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we covered everybody but Tim. Uh, Tim, tell us about your holidays, man. Hey, uh, you know, I stayed up till 10 New Year's Eve, went to sleep, and that was it. Nice. Okay. All right. Next. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm kidding. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, no, my holidays were pretty good. I, I admittedly uh, spent way too much money mm-hmm. um, over Christmas and spoiled myself and everybody else, uh, uh, the kids and family and everybody, my wife. Every, uh, and I think that probably was, I felt really horrible about uh, much of the events of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, not that. I accept blame for anything. I just feel bad that it happened. Right. Mm-hmm. It was really shitty spot. I, I tell people today, you know, I feel like even the little experience that I went through probably took like five years off my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I believe it. You yeah, were in a, sense. you were in a pretty it's rough a spot year. there for a while. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't really drink anymore, so I didn't really do any drinking on New Year's or Christmas. I and I think Christmas Eve I had a, a beer with uh, her uncle or something just to okay. eh, mm. be social. Mm. But other than that, I don't really drink and uh, I do a lot less crying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wow. uh, a lot good. less being a lot less being angry. Uh, yeah, my, my holidays were, again, I, I spoiled everybody. It was, it was almost like a relief um, to get to the holidays and to mm-hmm. have that, have that, um, that family holiday that I was wanting. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, we went out and we bought a live, got a live tree this year and did all, this is the first year I've ever put up Christmas lights uh, I was always a, I was always a Grinch about it uh, about Christmas period, um, and I kind of I changed how I how I was responding to the uh, holiday this year. Okay, and so it sounds like you embraced cool. it. Yeah. I embraced, yeah, yeah, I, I embraced. How, it. How, how did you spoil yourself? Um, well, I have my little Galaxy Watch. That's cool. That I kind of love now yeah. um <laughs> i'm trying to find mine i have a galaxy watch too actually oh nice i like those nice. uh that and uh let's see what else did i what did i do i don't remember anymore oh my god it seems like it was like last year now that yeah <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm, you know, you seem, we, we had talked about this before the show. 
uh, you seem a lot healthier mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. Um, you commented there's there's definitely been some weight loss, and frankly, you know, not drinking is probably a big portion of that. And then you add on the kayak <laughs> trip, you know. Um, yeah. yeah, I was yeah. I started yeah. the the you know I'm trying I got on the scale and was not happy, so I said okay I'm gonna you know take this stuff seriously now and you know i was looking up like the calories and just like a glass of whiskey and i'm like oh shit. <laughs> yep, yep. you know um it's like uh, cause those are the ones that you know like i like a good cocktail and on christmas i, I yeah. made this oh it was fantastic it had bourbon and then i did like sugared cranberries and you know all the stuff it was it was amazing and i'm sitting there just like calculating that all up and i'm like oh, okay because i don't eat that much and you know, but a glass of that's like 350 calories right there. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, shit. My, so. my new mantra has been do something little, change mm-hmm. something little. Mm. Nice. I've been kind of doing that for anywhere in my life or mm-hmm. anything where I want to affect some change. Mm-hmm. First, it has the effect of I'm not stressing out over it. I'm not. Mm-hmm really anxious over it because it is just a small little thing I can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, that's what they say about incremental, like that's how you should do it. Like you shouldn't, you know, January 1st, sit there and be like, all right, I'm going to work out six days a week. I'm going to cut this mm-hmm. out of my diet. I'm going to do all that. Like they tell you not to do that because it's just way, way to too sustain. much. And Excuse then like, yeah, you screw French, one thing up. That. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the type of person where, like, if I don't do one of the things on that list, like, I'm just like, well, screw it for the rest of the day. Like, I just <laughs> oh, get yeah. mad at myself. My weekend, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, nope. Nope. Yep. Uh, yeah. Just one thing goes down, and okay. Nope. Everything. Yep. Everything screwed. I screwed everything up. Yeah. yeah. So I've uh, been, uh, I've been doing that, trying to do that with. Uh, I started with Huel uh, yeah. again. Um, nice. So I've been doing those for. Yeah, that's an adjustment, and then um, yeah, count my calories, but yeah, that whiskey. A whiskey and that beer, that'll get you. That'll get it you. Just, it adds it up just, quick. Oh, my gosh. Yes, it does. Whiskey I, and Pop-Tarts is like 600 calories, man. What's that? Yeah. Whiskey and Pop-Tarts. That's like my... A whiskey <laughs> and Pop-Tarts? <laughs> I don't know I why did. that is. Like years that ago, is I started some that. combo. Oh, it's like 11 at night. Like That's a lot of calories. It is. So a while back, I did this 5K that was sponsored by a brewery, and I got a shirt there, and the shirt says, beer is the reason I run. Mm-hmm. Kind of cancel out. Well, I mean, there's then that's the funny with some of those beers. You know, you look at like Guinness, and everybody thinks it's this big, thick, you know, heavy beer, and it's not. It just looks that way. And calorie wise, it's about the same as even some of the more diet style mm-hmm. American light beers out there. Um, but with yeah. those, it's the carbs. I mean, it's just yeah. The biggest I mean, thing that I've noticed is serving sizes. Mm-hmm. nobody knows what so yeah. you see even mm-hmm. the the back of the the box you read the nutrition facts see what the serving size actually is because oh, yeah. what you're eating is actually four servings mm-hmm. um but also like i so obviously i learned from my dad how to be a man and whatnot mm-hmm. um he always would pile his plate just full <laughs> just stack it and i mean he's he's not He's not fat by any means. He's a slender guy. He's got a gut now. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he he ate that way as like a it was kind of a scarcity thing for him mm-hmm. as a kid. I think because mm-hmm. he grew up with that. 
And so I was eating that way for the longest time. And mm-hmm. I just started looking at it, like how much I'm eating. And it's like 15 times what I need. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. It's just, yeah. it's ridiculous. Um, it just little change, a little change there. Just mm-hmm. kind of, okay, let's shrink this instead of, okay, I'm going to go out and change how I eat. I'm yeah. going to shrink it just a little bit. Yeah. I also well, notice eating slower helps. Because yes. uh, I'm as like the middle child. That was something that I grew up with. And I remember my girl mentioned it to me one time. And I'm like, hey, look, if I didn't, you know, just get that stuff down quick, I didn't get food. You know, so it was mm-hmm. like you had to learn to, you know, to do that. And mm-hmm. uh, that's something that I've started to do. And I've noticed it because it turns on those, you know. I've, I'm, you know, I'm full receptors a lot sooner <laughs> because before mm-hmm. I could get like, yeah, I'd get like four plates of stroganoff and then, God, you yep. know, not realize I was like blew myself out until, yep. you know, a couple. <laughs> and then I was, all you know, I was in wrestling and, and boxing and football and stuff to where like I needed the calories, you know, just to sustain. Mm-hmm. And so then to go from that and then to, to primarily working to nothing, you know, um, mm-hmm. yeah, is so it finally, yeah, I got, I'm done. So we'll see how it works out. Hey, it's like I said, man, I, my, it's been keeping me so happy as of late, just little changes in mm-hmm. everything. Like, yeah, uh, that's good. I'm, I'm trying to even remember. Um, so I don't really do um, the daily affirmations uh, mm-hmm. because to be honest, I forget all the time. Yeah. Uh, but I do make a point of every morning when I wake up going and just looking out the window for like five minutes or something like that, just yeah, to kind of awesome. like take it in and like, that's great, man. Not yeah, just be going, going, going. Right. I yeah. think there's something to be said about that, whether it's the affirmations. I mean, there's a bunch of different versions that are all kind of similar to the same thing. It's that or, or meditation, uh, like guided or like what you're doing with mindfulness or you know, yeah. praying, whatever it's taking yeah. Yeah. that five, 10, 15 minutes, whatever it is to, to just kind of let yourself be, you know, mm-hmm. um, well, that, uh, so another thing I've been doing is, uh, saying to myself, do, do I need this stress right now? Mm-hmm. Why is this, why would this make me angry? Mm-hmm. Do I, do I need to be angry about this? And really, I mean, it's slowed everything down. Um, I don't react very quickly to much, but that's been really good, actually. <laughs> yeah, you seem to have a more, I don't know, placid way about you right now. Um, yeah, I'm just very, I'm a lot more even keel mm-hmm, than mm-hmm. what I used to be. And yeah, I mean, part of it is, you know, finding a medication regimen that actually works. Mm. Part of it is... Uh, being extremely honest with myself about what I want out of life and uh, what I'm willing to do to get it and just what I want to enjoy. Then mm-hmm. kayaking, I swear. Dude, yeah. Uh, anybody listening to this, you don't have a kayak, <laughs> go borrow one. Mm-hmm. Just go out a couple times, give it a chance. It's amazing. Oh my God. It's awesome. I love it. Oh my God. I just, you know, so we've got a a 12 foot eight fishing kayak. Mm -hmm. It's a double fishing kayak. Now what is a fishing kayak? 
So oh, it's got like rod holders and stuff. Okay. Oh yeah, okay. mine has that. Yeah. Okay. So I, I've, we've never gone fishing out of it, even though I love fishing. I just when I'm in kayak mode, it's I'm gonna paddle somewhere and I'm just gonna drift. I'm just mm-hmm. gonna chill. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome. I, Jeff, you haven't been on yours in a while. I mean, now it's a little. <laughs> you haven't been on yours in a while, have you? You haven't gone out no. to Jeff Mountain or Visible Man Island. Jefferson Island. Jefferson, no. Island. Jefferson Island. Oh, God, that place is amazing. What well, just the experience is, like you said, Tim, just getting out there. It, there's some, it's, it's instantaneous. As soon as my boat gets in the water, mm-hmm. it's the only time in my life where when I get on the water, I can't control it. I can't control anything in my life. You know, like recognizing I can't, but when I get on mm-hmm. the water, there's, there's a, my muscles just, it, it's like getting into a hot tub or something. I don't know how to explain it. You have to go with oh, the motion of the water mm-hmm. and you have to let go mm-hmm. and you, you just, you have to go with it. And it's, it's deeply relaxing. And yeah, after like June or July of this year, I didn't go once and it's, oh, it no. was, but in the beginning of the year I did. Yeah. I, I think, remember you yeah, do I went the a couple meetings times and stuff out on the island. <laughs> We can't do it out here because our rivers catch fire. So, um, yeah, but you can light your thing out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You flick a cigarette into it, and the whole yeah, thing you just goes up. You just lean over and it lights your joint. I haven't in oh, I probably haven't in a year. My kayak um, is melting. Right. I uh, I think we went out in September, and mm. it was it was getting a little chilly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> was, but uh, we're we were both in on it, and it was it was very choppy. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, a tandem. Oh yeah, it's yeah. You're it's both in it. Okay. Have you flipped it at all? No, it's so it's a sit on top. Mm. Oh, okay. So okay. we're both. You gotta do some work to flip it. those. Oh, okay. Yeah. When I was in Boy Scouts, we learned how to do all that stuff in a pool at the YMCA. We learned oh, how to flip awesome. them and do all that. Yeah. So we'd go. I don't know how to unflip. We'd go do <laughs> <I've> it. Never. <laughs> oh, there's a couple of different ways, but we like out when we were out in the you know um it was down in Virginia and stuff. We would purposely you know, do a barrel roll because it's, you know, a hundred degrees out and you're out there in the middle of the river. And so we would just mm-hmm. barrel roll to cool down because um, <laughs> we had somebody else who had all the gear. So it's not like we were worried about anything falling in mm-hmm. or anything like that. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's something just, it's something it's, it's kind of almost meditative uh, in its, in its own way. So we are coming Definitely. up to the end of the first episode of season two. Uh, wow. I, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, be back guys i'm great I'm to have you back to, i'm really happy that everything's been going for the most part okay yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's good to have you back man it's good yeah. to see you you look good you, you seem good it's good to have yeah. you part of this yeah thank for you. sure yeah, yeah I, we are so i'm gonna try and be you're still uh, back. you're still part of the cast so uh anytime you want to come back we'll have you right i'll try and be more visible <laughs> Speaking of Visible, you should think about joining the Visible Man Discord server where anybody over the age of 18 is invited. It's a place where we have moderated discussions every day about men and men's mental health. Make sure you check us out at VisibleMan.org. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And if you're listening to this, you can actually watch it and see our beautiful faces by checking us out uh, on YouTube as well. Uh, did I? Is that everything, Jeff? Did I skip anything? Oh, well, no, I think no you got it all. Look at the reflection. I guess yeah. you can't. I guess you can't see. It says fourteen thousand eight hundred seventy-one <laughs> steps. Not nice. bad. Not bad. Yeah, definitely not listeners. We're not quite there yet. <laughs> anyway, for uh, Visible Man, this is Jack Rollins reminding you that vulnerability is the ultimate demonstration of strength.
Cheers. <laughs>